All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What PR. We have two guests with us today. One's been here before, which is Aaron Fulbright, is the interim executive director for the Sickle Cell Association here of Louisiana now, not just of Baton Rouge, right? We right, didn't name South change. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. South Louisiana. And we also have special guests with us, Matthew Valerie with Care South. How are you, Matthew? I'm doing good. Matthew Valerie. Valer, I'm sorry. I should, probably should have asked you that before we jumped in there. <laughs> That's just my luck. That's what I get. So Matthew is the CEO of Cow South and it's making all the decisions and it's got a million things going on in the community across their locations. And so we're going to talk with both of you guys a little bit about some things, um, but just a little bit of housekeeping because, you know, Matthew, you guys were real instrumental with Ryan's run and supporting that for I can see for the last few years, you know, Correct. probably four years, it looks like, if not more. Um, and that helps you out, Aaron, with what you guys are doing. And just as an update for everybody, maybe saw the last show. How did the run go? It was uh, it went really, oh, it went really well um, because of our sponsors that continued with us, like Care South. Uh, we were able to get 300, almost 300 runners participate virtually. So running throughout uh, Baton Rouge, we had someone in Michigan and a couple in New York uh, that were running. Um, so it went really well. And we did a live stream downtown um, and Care South was down, down there with us. Um, and that was a great time as well. And we got to be with Miss uh, Lori Burge's family, who is the former CEO who passed away um, in January. But her family got to come down and be a part of it. And so it was a really um, great moment and a great way to keep the the fundraiser going, even though we couldn't all be together in our regular tradition of running together downtown, uh, we still ran together virtually. Well, it's good to hear people ran. I was talking with somebody pre, pre-COVID and talking about the runs that everybody does. And I found it interesting. This, you can now like register for marathons. Like you can do like the Boston Marathon or the New York Marathon, like, and you're going to virtually do it. And I guess now it's, you know, normal. But what I thought was funny is you would, you could register. They don't check anything. They sent you the, the, you know, the plaque, the medal, you know, everything. And I've determined that I've told everybody, I'm like, I'm just going to start registering for all of them, you know, and just hang them up on the walls and let people come into the office and be like, you ran all that? They're like, look, we're not going to talk about it today. But, you know, it's just, you know, just kind of dodge the question, let people assume that I'm just this wonderful runner. But now, and I laughed because I was like, how does that work virtually? But now it's the thing. And what it's good is people are actually participating and they're actually, you know, doing the run. It's not just, I filled something out online. They're actually yeah. getting out there running. And then we can kind of see it on the social media side, you know, as yeah, well. And they, they sent in their time too. Like, you know how you can record that on your phone or your uh, smartwatch. They've sent in their time. So we still are recording times to see who got in the fastest in certain age brackets, as long as they submit it. So we got quite a few that came in. So people actually, they get up and run. They earn their medals. <laughs> I wonder if that should be like required, like a screenshot from your Apple watch. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, yeah, I did the mile. It was a three minute mile. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, look, Michael, you know, say it again, you know, appreciate you guys supporting Aaron, you know, what she does, you know, but for what's the, you've been there, you know, four years. I think we talked about it before. What is for anybody who does not know or has never heard Care South, you know, what's the, 
short version and we'll dive into the integral pieces. All right. Care South is a community health center system located in the Metro Baton Rouge area. Have locations in Baton Rouge, Donaldsonville, Plaquemine, and Zachary. Provide primary care services, dental, behavioral health. Serve about uh, 15,000 unduplicated patients on an annual basis and do roughly about 45,000 visits. That's pretty impressive. 45, four locations. That's a lot of people coming through. Yeah. You know, it's 10,000 people. 365 days. I'll seem busy. I'm doing rough math in my head. I kind of can go that way. We're extremely busy. That's why, I, look, that's why I'm graying. Yep. <laughs> I've got kids. That's why I'm graying. <laughs> I got a 12-year-old going on 19, and I got seven-year-old twin boys who are working Christmas list already. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hey, that's where they start, October 1. Yeah, I, I told him. I told him the other day. I was like, I don't know. I think you know Santa Claus is quarantined at the North Pole, so I don't know that he's going to be making it here this year. That's good. So, that's, I'm gonna use that one. I can't help you, you know. And see, my thought was, if I timed it right, I could say that. Look, you know, we're just going to push everything back. You know, the two week quarantine period, and then I'll go get every, I'll get the tree, I'll get everything on sale because I can go buy it the day after Christmas where they'll give me the Christmas tree. I can do it all then and I can save a whole bunch of money. So, yes, indeed. Turn this COVID around. So, so how's it been for you guys? You know, I've talked to a couple of different people in the, you know, healthcare world, but, you know, you know, everybody's having to use that, what I now consider kind of as a, you know, the, bad word the pivot you know world you know we all had mm -hmm. to you know pivot and change what we're working on you know how are things over there for you guys for you guys kind of i don't know how many people even in the medical world have had a pandemic plan we have a disaster recovery plan we have you know a Correct. flood plan you know we know what to do but when pandemic hits you know you guys are on the forefront of this so yeah and we were able to shift uh quickly based on that and we actually within the first month was offering uh covid testing and uh drive up services so we built a partnership with uh quest diagnostics and louisiana healthcare connections locally where they gave us unlimited tests so we were able to stand up drive up testing at all our locations in uh Baton Rouge, Donaldsonville, as well as Plaquemine. And we've been uh, doing that since the, probably the end of March. Wow. And so is that, is that still, you know, are we still testing? You know, I guess I hadn't talked to somebody in a while in the beginning, you know, kind of, you know, a couple of months ago, there was like all the news everybody wanted to find out. But, you know, from your case, are you seeing, you know, it's COVID, 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 or is it, you know, just, hey, we're still seeing everything that we're used to plus COVID, COVID, COVID. It's, it's the latter. We're seeing everything we're used to. But the thing that has, has helped was uh, allowing uh, telehealth. So for the insurance plans to pay for telehealth, because you have a lot of people, their comfort level is not there of, of getting out. They are more susceptible to the disease. So we're able to provide telehealth, virtual visits, in addition to if they want to come in face-to-face. -face. So it, it, it really has allowed us to change our uh, business model. We were doing some telehealth, but we've advanced that uh, even further based on COVID. I think that's what's good. You know, I've always been, I've had multiple different involvements with different companies, and I've always been a Zoom guy. You know, it's, I think a couple of years ago, I got an award from Zoom for being one of like the top 10% of their users. And, but the funny thing was, I could never Zoom anybody, it seemed like, in anywhere in Baton Rouge. 
They didn't get it. I'd be like, can we jump on Zoom and just have this call? Because I really, really, really do not want to go downtown and park and come to sit in your office for 20 minutes just to turn around and go track it back to mine. Mm-hmm. But it forced us all there. It forced everyone. It forced healthcare to, you know, like, hey, we're going to make this telehealth a thing. And now it seems like if enough people will stick with it, it's like, do you really need to go in for pink eye? You know, at that point, can we not like hold the camera up and go, I've got pink eye. Can you call something in? Which I think overall improves that quality of care. So, correct. Yeah. And, and telehealth has existed for years, but like you said, similar to Zoom, a lot of uh, practices hadn't utilized it to its full capability. So, this really has forced us to move it forward uh, at a faster pace. So, I think it's going to be very beneficial long term for the community as a whole. So, so walk me through one thing that you know stood out when you were kind of giving me that you know summary of what you guys are doing. It there was there's medical right, and then Correct. there was a dental component, Correct. you know, in there, and then a mental health component. Correct. Am I missing one more? I feel like I am. I feel like there was four. No, it's the, it's those three, but the medical. Right. It, yeah, with the with the medical, we also have a, a specialty services. So you, with the medical, you have pediatrics, OBGYN, you have podiatry. We treat infectious disease, so we treat uh, HIV, Hep C. We do gastroenterology. Oh so, yeah, we we try to make it as a, a one-stop shop. So if if we can get a patient, we want to treat it as a, a, a patient-centered medical home. So that patients get used to coming to one location to get all of their services, whether it's their primary care, specialty, or ancillary services such as dental. So, you know, and with the access to healthcare issues that we see persistent uh, across the community, in addition to transportation barriers, when we have a patient here, we want to be able to provide them with all of the services that we could possibly can while you have that patient in there, you know, you have them in a, a captive setting. That's what I was about to say. You know, it seems it might have been easier to go over what you don't do, you know, than what you are doing. But <laughs> once you have them there, you know, typically, and I know I've had to live some of this with, you know, some family. I'm in that, you know, and there's a lot of people so much. So we've got a, uh, we actually have a publication, a workbook actually coming out that deals with what we call the sandwich generation, which is we're de- we're stuck in the middle where we're raising our own kids, but then we've mm-hmm. also got our parents, you know, that Correct. are aging and we're stuck, you know, and so we dub it that sandwich generation, but having to make some of those appointments to where it's like, you know, I've seen even my wife where it's like, okay, I've got to help, you know, my mother, we're going to have to take the whole day and going, you know, we're going to go here and then we've got to go here, but then we've got a two hour gap and then we're going to try to line up here. It seems like it'd be a lot easier with the model that you guys have put together where it's like, call in, you know, give us kind of run us down. What do you need? You know, you need to do your six month, you know, dental cleaning. Right. You need to see this, you need to see that. And so I guess you've got the team that kind of knows, you know, what they need, or if it's a new intake, they kind of, Hey, we'll run you down. Let's check off. What do you want to do? You know, while Correct. you're here, we can knock it all out. Yeah. And a lot of the things is if it's a, a pa- any patient of any age is different preventive screenings, preventive measures that need to be taken. So we utilize that to, to dictate the, the cases and anything that they need beyond that primary care. This is unique. This is one of the first, you know, I've seen general practice, you know, and then you've got specialists and then you've seen, you know, this wave of urgent care, you know, that has kind of moved across, you know, the community, mm-hmm. you know, I'm guilty, you know, myself, I don't even 
I don't think I even have a primary care because I've just gotten so used to like, I'll just go to urgent care, you know, if I need something. All right. Is well, this... After the call, we're going to get you in for an appointment and, and make sure you become part of the Care South family. You need you a PCP, Brandon. I need a PCP, buddy. <laughs> I need, I probably need a lot more than that. That's why I'm afraid to go. <laughs> Wait, we have to start somewhere. So I, um, I know I'm at least not falling over. I did have to do a screening. I fly airplanes on the side. It's like a hobby, you know, of mine. That's the passion. And so they tend to frown upon people that are not in good health flying around in airplanes in the sky. So Mm -hmm. I did pass those, you know, screens. I have a medical three and I'm about to have to go to a med type two and so all that kind of stuff. But, But no, I probably do need to come in and that would be a whole lot easier of a situation instead of kind of bouncing all over the place. Let's just knock this out. Is this... It, this is new to me, it seems like. Is this new? You've been doing it for four years, so it's not new, obviously. But is the model new? Is this a new kind of transition, you think, that people are going to start seeing? Hopefully, maybe you're kind of – I know the business side is no. No one else is allowed to do it, only us. But is that kind of where you see, you know, this movement well, towards? Yeah, the community health center model has been around since the uh, early 70s. So you have about 39 organizations similar to Care South in the state of Louisiana with over 300 sites. So you probably see them, you see them everywhere, but you don't know that they're a community health center. And one thing that's unique about us is we treat anybody regardless of your ability to pay. So with this pandemic, you've seen a lot of individuals uh, be laid off, lose health insurance. Mm -hmm. With us, we treat you and it's based on income. So we treat a lot of uninsured, underinsured individuals. So uh, I, I think that's a, that's a good model. We have what's called a sliding fee scale. So you mm-hmm. come in with your income and we slide the fees based on that if you're uninsured and we take all types of insurance. So we see the whole gamut here at Carousel. That's why I, I was just about to get into that because I didn't know that people realized that I was looking around kind of on the site and I was reading, you had a PDF and I was kind of skimming through it this morning. It was talking about kind of how that fee schedule worked and based on mm-hmm. income. And so it's, you know, it's, you got to come in and go through that. Is that a long, is that hard for somebody or, you know, is no, it you just, you just bring in a few of the uh, relevant things. So it may be a, a paycheck stub or a social security uh, form or check uh, proof of residence uh, uh, identification. So we know that, that you are that individual. We go from there. It might be 20 or 30 minutes to get everything done. No, that doesn't sound like a hard process, but that's half the problem. It sounds like, that a lot of people might have is going through and jumping through some of these hurdles, but it seems like you guys have made it pretty simple. Yeah. That's Aaron, is this where, you know, you guys are, I don't know who to take this one. I'm going to lob it up and let whoever, you know, jump in when it comes to, you know, the sickle cell, you know, side of things, is that, you know, where you guys can do some treatments there and, you know, help and monitor. And I'm not a doctor, so I don't know the right question to ask (laughs) right there, but you know, where's that fit? Well, I don't know if they, they cover every um, of the specialty side of for our patients quite yet, mm-hmm. but it is good to have this partnership with them because some of our patients have difficulties with different doctors um, understanding what sickle cell is. Um, not a lot of people understand what it is, but when we partner with someone like Care South and they know our organization, they know what our patients are going through, and if it's that one stop, then their history and their medical um, history is all in that one location. So they know how to work with them um, on different things and the pain levels um, that our patients may um, experience or, 
what cannot be done and what can be done and all of that stuff. And then with the behavioral um, health side and being able to talk um, through some of this stuff, because some of it is it's difficult when people in the world don't know what you're going through and they judge you um, because they don't understand that disease. So having this partnership with uh, having a partnership with Care South and having this community um, medical center right in our area where a lot of our patients live, that is very important. I was thinking about it when you were talking about it, it, it would seem there's also a huge benefit, you know, Michael, Matthew, that you guys can pull together. It's you've got the whole team there to where when I was just picturing the example I was talking about before, you know, bouncing from, you know, practitioner to practitioner, you know, mm -hmm. they're looking for one thing, Correct. you know, versus where you've got everyone there where if somebody sees something, you know, it's like, well, Hey, this doesn't sound right. You know, or that doesn't make any sense. And then maybe it's even the mental health, you know, component to where it's like those physicians can kind of walk, you know, they're going to the same lounge, you know, they know Correct. each other and they're able to have some of those conversations and say, you know, is this one thing connected maybe to the other? And that's, how some of these, you know, huge hospitals, you know, work that I've seen, not even, not the ones in our area, but, you know, these specialty hospitals, they bring all these specialists, they bring Correct. people together and they say, Hey, we're going to, we're all going to talk, you know, yeah. and let's see if we can solve this together rather than one guy treating one symptom and another guy treating another symptom. And we're now just treating symptoms and not getting down to the root cause. And it seemed like you've got an advantage there, you know, yeah. over. So more of a healthcare team model where just so we just say you have the, the whole community of healthcare providers able to talk about that particular patient's problems and, and do it in a way where it's not over the computer. You could do it face-to-face. -face. Or if the patient comes in and that particular provider has time, they could also bring them into the exam room and have a conversation right then and there. And just speaking on what Erin uh, said, you know, we provide some of those additional ancillary services that the sickle cell patients are needed. They're dealing with stress management. We have the behavioral health. If they need dental, we have the dental services available to them. Not the direct care that they'll get from the specialist, such as a hematologist, but the ancillary needs that they do have because they do deal with chronic pain. And you have a lot of providers that don't know they think they're pill seekers. When you, when you don't know about the disease, they'll think that they just want painkillers or they, they, they want pills rather than understanding that part of the disease is having chronic joint pain and finding ways to treat that and being sensitive to that issue as well. Wow. So it sounds like there's a lot that not, you know, we don't all know. I'm picking up more. You know, I learned more when I was talking with you, Eric, and just even here, you know, and how, you know, this process works. But it seems like this has been a great partnership for the both of you guys, you know, Correct. to, you know, to help, you know, Aaron and her efforts. And then she's got a resource to where, you know, it's not very easy. You know, it's not every day you can grab, you know, the CEO of a healthcare system, you know, and you know, hey, can you come help me with this? Or, hey, we've got a patient, we need to move them in, you know, or can you guys see somebody or how can we help? You've got all those resources right there for you. Well, tell me, you know, Aaron, is there anything, you know, that we can do, you know, or is there a message, you know, I always kind of, you know, we get to kind of this part, you know, a little bit of the show and ask, you know, what is it you would want everybody to know? You know, what's the next step, you know, for you guys? Definitely to seek out more knowledge on sickle cell. Uh, check us out online. Um, at scasl.org to learn more. Uh, we plan to have programs where we're giving knowledge to the community, but also to our patients and family members of our patients. So being involved in that, supporting us through donations uh, when you can, um, supporting our community health um, 
clinics and like care south um in any way you can as well because they're helping out the community and like you said those that um can't necessarily afford um insurance or are, are on hard times so definitely supporting the community in that effort um but just really taking the time to get to know what sickle cell is because you might have someone in your family that has and you didn't know or someone that you're working with or in your neighborhood or in your child's school um and having that knowledge is power and you can understand what someone else is going through and not judge. Like um, Mr. Matthew said that, you know, sometimes they're often judged. So our goal is definitely spreading the knowledge about what sickle cell disease is and what um, the patients go through. Well said. Well, Matthew, how's that on your side of things? You've obviously got packed, you know, houses, it sounds like every day, you know, I'm a math guy running in my head, just all those numbers, but you know, what is it, you know, what's, what's next for you guys? You know, is it, you know, more providers, more patients, you know, or more services or, you know, what is it, you know, that you guys got coming down the pipe? All of the above. So we have a few, a few uh, additional sites we uh, have coming online in the next uh, 18 months. Uh, in the East Baton Rouge area. Also, we'll have a mobile unit uh, that'll be coming the early part of next year. So we'll be able to go meet uh, patients where they are. So you have a lot of communities that don't have healthcare services. That mobile unit will allow us to get to those communities and spend a days or, or have a, a periodicity where we're in that community on a consistent basis, providing that service where they don't have to come to our bricks and mortar locations. And it also, like I said earlier, eliminates that transportation barrier. One thing I forgot to mention is we also offer a, a pharmacy here and oh. we have free delivery with that pharmacy within a 40 mile radius of any of our clinics. So we uh, deliver anywhere from Laplace, Homa, you know, Lafayette, anywhere oh, that wow. our patients need their medications, we make sure we get it to them, whether that's uh, through the mail and we actually have delivery drivers that get there. So we just try to take the guesswork out, you know, as, as sitting amazing. in this seat. As CEO, you know, like you said, I deal with uh, taking care of parents, taking care of kids and loved ones. So you want to make it as easy as possible for an individual. It's hard enough to navigate the healthcare system uh, with all the nuances within it. So when I think, I try to think of putting myself in the patient's shoes and giving them everything that they need to have a great customer service experience as well as a great medical experience. Well, I can tell you the first thing when you said that, you know, the transportation, I remember, you know, with my grandmother, you know, when she was getting older, one of the, it was just literally what she said, it was a horrible experience. Like I'm not, I am the furthest thing from a doctor, mm -hmm. but like we eventually learned, you know, without medical advice on how we could pretty much diagnose like a bladder infection. Like we pretty much like we could spot it on, you know, mm -hmm. there was, you know, it happened so many times, but it was so horrible. It was like every time we'd have to, you know, get her and transport her all the way in, you know, to the doctor, you know, and then they're running to run to, and it was just this, it was just a horrible experience, you know, and trying to go through. And then, you know, as she just got older, it got to where it was, you know, really, you know, her well-being was probably not best doing some of that transportation and trying to go through there to where if those are services that can start becoming mobile, you know, and you can call that in, I think, I look at it and look at what we were able to go through. Unfortunately, we had enough family to band around and we could help and, you know, physically do a lot of work to where I'm sure there's probably some people that just don't have that, 
you know, and they might just be sitting there and, you know, when they need treatment and can't necessarily get it because they can't physically get there and they don't have, you know, the means to do anything else with it. So that sounds like that's going to be a huge piece, you know, for you guys. Correct. So, well, look guys, I appreciate the time. It's, if there's anything I'm forgetting, you know, let me know. But I think we've got most of what we've got. uh, We've learned a lot today. I didn't know half all this. I now know that <laughs> I got to go see Matthew and get a physical look, workup, which is a little yeah. bit scary. You know, so. <laughs> look, visit us, look, caresouth.org or call anytime, 225-650-2000. There we go. All right, guys. Well, look, I appreciate the time. I know everybody's got more important things to do than talk to me, but uh, I do appreciate you taking the time out today. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. All right, we'll talk soon. All right.